righty then. Welcome to week two of the NFL season. We're going to be doing DraftKings plays and picks against the spread here on Sneaky Plays. I'm with Chris Morris, Dom Fierro. What's going on, boys? Fellas, week one in the books. Thrilled to have football back. Went uh, felt felt pretty normal. Felt like football. No fans. Yeah, you know we miss them, but like I don't know, man. It still uh, it still felt like football to me. You know, red zone up, Eagles on one screen. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it was it was a pretty enjoyable first Sunday, and uh, I think we were going to be in for a, a fairly normal season. Yeah, for me it felt like 2010 the way Rodgers was throwing the ball. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say Super Bowl yet, but man. It's looking good. Super Bowl. I, should, I should put my uh, bets in for MVP this year, you know, week, week one, ready for week two against the Lions. Oh, it felt like every year watching the Jets. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, I have some, I have some faith. I'm not going to give up on the Jets, but uh, they need to trade for a wide receiver yesterday. So maybe a running back too with Lev out. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He's on the IR now too, right? The short yeah. term, whatever. Yeah. This year, but you know, still. Ugh. Yeah, it's just it's bad. All right. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna dive into DraftKings plays after DraftKings plays. We're gonna go pick against the spread. Dom is currently in the lead against the spread with twelve correct out of sixteen last week. Uh, I had a measly ten, and Morris had a demeaning. Nine, um, in the basement, just like the birds. In the basement, in the basement. Um, but anyway, um, I feel like we did really well in DraftKings plays last week. Um, I personally won money in two out of three lineups. I don't know how you guys did uh, this past weekend. Uh, not too good. I won. Yeah, 50, I, I won fifty cents. I did not. Yeah, no, I didn't win anything either. I had a couple, couple players that were good, a couple not so good, like my quarterback. Um, so you know. So yeah, I, it was a mediocre first week overall. Yeah, I think the – I mean, Wentz – I actually won with Lent, with Wentz in my lineup somehow. No. Um, but I had I had Devontae Adams in my lineup, which – Oh, there you go. I mean, you know, yeah. I had Devontae – I was able to get Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. So – and Saints defense. So, yeah, I, I managed to do pretty well with those guys. And TJ Hogginson, who – allowed me to pay up for Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. So, I was going to shout you guys out on that. That was a good call, TJ. Yeah. So, um, it's a pretty good start. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I don't – I mean, his price has already gone up. So, I mean, <laughs> that was that was the week to do it right there. Um, all right, anyway, let's dive into week two DraftKings plays um, like we did last week. One quarterback each. Try not to talk about too many quarterbacks because, you know, you can play a lot of them. You're going to get – a floor of, you know, 14 points from pretty much everybody. Um, then we'll move, you know, running backs, it's it's pairs. So, you know, one under the radar guy that you're going to pair with so you can afford a nice solid running back, you know, uh, about $6,000 or higher. Um, and then three receivers, one low, one high, one in the middle, one tight end that's under the radar and a defense. Um, it doesn't matter. Who cares? All right. We'll start with Morris. Uh, hopefully he can redeem himself from his pick last week. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I happened to tweet that we liked Carson Wentz as our lock of the week at quarterback, and <laughs> I don't love that I did that. So I, <laughs> well, it started I put, I mean, the first half. It looked like it was a genius call. And the wheels just yeah. completely. <laughs> Should have put Jimmy G in the lock of the week. And, yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, all right. Anyway, quarterbacks. Um, Sunday slate, classic slate, Dom. Yeah, I got one, it. <laughs> one in four o'clock games. All right. There's going to be th- 13 games played. So, you know, a lot to choose from. But uh, Morris, what you got slinging the rock for you this week? All right. So I feel like this could be a little bit of an unpopular uh, call here by me this week, but I'm going to roll with them anyway because I'm still not giving up. Uh, I'm going to go Phil Rivers uh, of the Colts. Um you know, he actually looked pretty good, I thought, last week. They moved the ball. He threw for a lot of yards, 363 yards. Just had a couple bonehead turnovers like he usually does. Um, you know, not finishing drives in the red zone, a couple dumb picks. Um, but other than that, I mean, he did play uh, – he put together a good game, 363 yards, like I said. He had 20 total points. 
um, was priced at only 6,000 last week. He's a little bit lower this week, only at 5,900. Um, and he's going against the defense in Minnesota that we just saw Rodgers look like, you know, MVP Rodgers again against. Um, I still like the Colts' weapons. I like T.Y. I like what I saw from Paris Campbell. Um, they're probably going to have to rely a little bit more on the passing game now with Mac out too, um, unless someone emerges there. But I think for this week, um, I, I like Rivers going up against that defense that clearly showed a lot of a lot of leaks in that secondary, um, something that, you know, I thought could happen maybe this year. Um but, and, you know, happened even with, with a big boom in week one. Um, so I'm not, you know, I still like Rivers. I like the price too. Um, I think that's a, that's a pretty modest price. You can get them out of 5,900. Um, and I love the matchup, you know, they're at home. I know there's no fans, but, you know, still, you know, in that dome on the turf, with, you know, their speed at receiver. Um, I, I like Rivers to have a big bounce back in this week. Yeah, no, I like the pick. Uh, the only thing about Phillip Rivers is, I would be concerned. I know Aaron Rodgers just torched uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense, but I still think the defense is decent for the Vikings. Uh, so I just be careful with that. Uh, other than that, I do like to pick. Uh, my pick this week is also a 5,900 is Ryan Tannehill. You some you know, fan favorite between you two uh, ah, last that's season. Right. Uh, going up against Jacksonville, Jacksonville is miserable, right? Even though they beat the Colts, they gave up a ton of yards. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill, you know, he didn't look great on Monday. I didn't get to watch most. I only watched the first half of the game, but he didn't look great. But, you know, that could be week one, no preseason game type of, you know, type of performance. But I expect a much better week out of him this week. And I think he's a steal at 5,900. I mean, some of these higher-rated higher quarterbacks are good enough, but the teams are going up against I'm not too sure about. And Ryan Tannehill kind of fits perfect in – you know, your fantasy-wise lineup where he's going to probably put up a lot of points uh, and it'll save you money at the quarterback position and get you better guys at other positions. Yeah, so I, I don't hate either of those plays. I was actually looking at Rivers probably more than Tannehill just because of how Minnesota just got absolutely thrashed by the by the Packers. Yeah. Um, so I think Rivers has a chance. And, you know, a lot of his yards gonna, are going to come up from uh, dump-offs to Naeem Hines, and Naeem Hines is going to get to work. And you know what? That, I mean, that's still points for Rivers, regardless if he throws it, you know, 40 yards downfield or three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, you know, um, Rivers is going to be throwing the ball a lot. He's going to be using the tight ends, you know, running backs, everything, close to the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, if he throws quite a bit more touchdowns, that's going to be great. So at his price of 5,900 against Minnesota – not a bad play at all. Tannehill, um, similar thing. Like, didn't look amazing, but um, you know, now he's going against up against Jacksonville, where Rivers had a good day last week. So I like both those plays. <clears throat> I originally wanted to go with Kyler Murray, but I feel like that play is super chalk, um, and I feel like everybody's going to be on him at that price at sixty one hundred. And the point of us doing this podcast is to pick guys that aren't going to be chalk. So I'm going to go with Jimmy G at 5,700 back-to-back weeks against my New York Jets. Um, the Jets are great against the run. Um, you know, we saw last week against the Bills. I mean, the Bills couldn't run against them. Josh Allen could, but that's because Josh Allen's a freak. Um, <laughs> but the pure running game for the Bills was not there. So I think, you know, the 49ers are going to have to get it done through the air, and it's going to be down to Jimmy G. And, you know – everyone other than Marcus May in the secondary is an absolute liability for the Jets. So um, I think, I think Jimmy G could have a good day, especially if uh, George Kittle is healthy and good to go. That's going to be a huge factor in, in my play for Jimmy G. Um, if George Kittle is not healthy, I'd probably roll with Phillip Rivers out of the three that we got. Yeah. I like, um, I like the Jimmy G pick. I mean, going up against the Jets, the, yeah, you said, I mean, if Josh Allen, you know, I mean, Josh Allen's decent, but, um, you know, and they got digs in the mix there now too. But, I mean, if he can, you know, be kind of slaying the rock all over the Jets secondary, um, I like what Jimmy G can do. Even without uh, Kittle, I still think that they have enough there to probably to, to put up mm-hmm. some big yardage, put up some big chunks. Um, and we don't, we don't know. I mean, Kittle could play anyway too. It's still kind of unsure. It's earlier, earlier in the week. Um, Tannehill, I also like. I just feel like that's a little – that, that one's a little bit more of a wild card because I do kind of feel like this could be a Derrick Henry week. Um, but you could, you know, mm-hmm. if you get Henry going early, that could open up the play action for Tannehill, um, get some big plays down the field to, to Davis and Brown um, and possibly, you know, some, some looks at the tight ends in the red zone. 
Um, I do have a Titan, another Titan to talk about later in the pod as well. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like both of them. Um, I'd probably say Jimmy G ahead of Tannehill, but I, I got no problems with Tannehill either. Yeah, Jimmy G, that was another guy I had on my target um, for this week. Going up against the Jets, I mean, the Jets are just miserable uh, currently, and I do like that pick. All right, so, yeah, I mean, these are three quarterbacks under $6,000 that you could play, and they're not going to crush you. I know we said Wentz wasn't going to crush us, but I, I think that's an anomaly. Um, I mean, the offensive line ended up getting more beat up, you know, um, I think Jimmy G has a great offensive line. I think Tannehill has a great offensive line. And Phillip Rivers absolutely has a great offensive line. So I think they're all going to be solid plays with a floor of, floor of around 16 points. Um, so under $6,000, I like that. I like those plays. All right. Let's move on to running back. Dom, we'll switch over to you. Who you got? Uh, so my first guy uh, is pretty heavily priced. Uh, it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. At 7,400. Uh, going up against the Chargers, Chargers obviously came off a win, you know, a last-minute win against the uh, Bengals. But the way he rushed the ball on Thursday night against the Texans was awesome. His rookie debut. Guy's a serious running back in the league. And he's going up against the Chargers that led up over 100 yards rushing uh, against the Bengals. So I know it's the Bengals and Chiefs, but they're two different teams and whatnot. But I think um, he has a big game this Sunday uh, for the Chiefs. And my second pick is going to be the new starting running back in Indianapolis, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, excited to see what he can do. He's at 5,700. Uh, another rookie, right? Uh, with Marlon Mack injured, he's, he's going to get a lot of time now this year. Um, and I expect him to have a big game. I know he's going up against the Vikings, but even like Aaron Jones was able to – you know, 70 yards in the touchdown, which was more than enough. Uh, you know, you know, his value for Aaron Jones last week, it wasn't you know, great. But with Jonathan Taylor, if you can replicate that type of game, 60, 70 yards in a touchdown, he surpasses his value at 5,700. Yeah, um, I like both those guys. I mean, Edward Zeller, my God, that guy's a stud. I mean, what a perfect fit for Andy's offense. I mean, he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league. I, I don't even think that's an overstatement. I think he's going to be one of the best in the league for years to come. Um, yeah, and I like that pick. I mean, he could almost be a good pick any week, you know, and especially while his value is still a little bit lower. I mean, 7,400, he's still, you know, he's up there in terms of the top running backs, but not, you know, the crazy amounts like you see um, Zeke, Saquon, and McCaffrey in that are north of 8,000. You know, McCaffrey's even all the way up to 10,000. Um, Taylor, uh, I I like that one too. Not as much as I like Alaire, um, just because I don't, I mean, like Tino was saying, I. I think Naheem Hines, he's not going to get – I think Taylor will probably get most of the carries, um, but Hines will probably get most of the work in the passing game. Um, but, I mean, you know, if I'm picking on Minnesota's defense by liking Rivers, um, you know, I could see why, why why Taylor could be a play there as well. Um, my running backs, uh, my first guy, I got Kenyon Drake at 5,900. I think this is a steal at this amount. Um, I know the Eagles didn't run the ball at all last week against Washington. So, you know, Washington's run defense ranking looks good right now. I can tell you that, you know, the Eagles offensive line being a shattered mess was almost as bad in the run game as they were in the pass game. They were missing Miles Sanders. I mean, Boston Boston Scott and Corey Clement couldn't find a hole to save their life. Um, I I think that's a different case this week. I think Drake's going to have a breakout season. You know, he was one of my guys to, to watch before the year. Basically everyone on this Arizona offense too had a solid week one. Didn't put up huge yards, decent yardage, uh, but added a touchdown in there too. And I think the Arizona offense, while, you know, they were good last week, but I, I actually think they missed a lot of plays too. I think they could go off this week, um, you know, and Drake could have a couple of huge plays, possibly even in the passing game too. Um, my other guy, definitely more of a value, you know, very sneaky play-ish pick. I got Benny Snell at 4,500. Um I know you guys were probably watching on Monday. He looked good, man. He looked really good. He looked faster, looked more assertive going through the hole. Um, Shoulders square. You know, he's still pretty strong. Um, Denver does have a pretty good rush defense. They did a pretty good job against Derrick Henry on Monday night. Um, But we know Pittsburgh wants to run the ball. They want to establish it, you know, before getting Big Ben in the passing game going. Um, And I really loved what I saw from Snell. And I think Pittsburgh's probably going to have a lead in this game as well, which means more looks for Snell, you know, coming down the stretch with a lead, trying to grind out the clock. Um, you know, we still know James Conner's status. And I think Snell could possibly emerge as, as maybe the guy there. I know it's, you know, maybe a one-week overreaction. But 
I uh, I love the way he looked on Monday night. I definitely like him this week. Uh, all right, so Snell uh, is interesting to me at his price. I think even with Connor, um, I think Snell provides standalone fantasy value. So at forty five hundred, it's not too shabby of a play. Um, don't love it against Denver's defense if they're going to end up splitting carries. But if you know Snell's a lone guy, even if it's against Denver, yeah, I, I think that's that's a good play at forty five hundred. Um, Drake is. I think it's a great play. His price is solid this week. Um, yeah. Don't know why they're underselling him. Um, like you said, Morris, I think it was more of just the Eagles offensive line being just uh, just not existent, really. <laughs> I mean, just, just brutal. Um, so if Drake's going to drop down to 5,900, that's someone I'm going to look for as well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, for me, is someone that I'm going to be playing in in regular fantasy lineups. Um, I know he's, I have him in our league, and – I'm not, I'm not looking to trade him. He's going to be a guy that's going to be my RB2. Um, his price of 5,700 is, you know, it's a little bit of a stretch for me, with, especially with Drake right there at 5,900. I'd rather play Drake and spend the $200 more. Um, but I think he's a, he's a good play. If you only have $5,700 left in your flex, Taylor is someone I would look to. Um, and then CEH. CEH is going to be a solid play pretty much all year. Um, I like his price right now. I think the Chargers are going to be a little bit stingy to the opposing running backs. So, uh, I don't – I'm not drooling over the Clyde Edwards-Alaire play, but, you know, he's someone that has a safe floor um, at 7,400. <clears throat> I'm going to roll with Zeke as my, my top guy, 8,200. I feel like that play is just kind of – you know, I'm not trying to fool anybody. I mean, Zeke's just – the mo- one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL week in, week out. Uh, looked great against the Rams last week. 4.4 yards per carry. He's going to have volume on the ground and targets through the air. And against the Falcons, who, I mean, let up 35 points at the Seahawks, it's I, it's just a big Zeke day written all over it. Um, and then under the radar to pair with him, Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. Uh, price at four three hundred dollars against Arizona. Um, I know Peyton Barber fell into the end zone twice last week, but Gibson had uh, half the carries of Barber and t- almost twice the production. So I love Gibson this week, and he's also going to see targets out of the backfield. So at forty three hundred, I really like his price against Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, you go ahead, Dom. Go ahead. I, I like all um, your guys' pick. Kenyon Drake, I love. I th- really think that. Uh, the Cardinals are going to blow the Washington football team out the waters this week. Uh, and then Zeke, obviously a great pick. Uh, and who is your other? Uh, Gibson. Gibson, I do really like. I do think he'll have a big game uh, also against Arizona. I can see this being, you know, not so much a high-scoring game, but like Arizona winning by, you know, 14, 17 points. And, but the Redskins running the ball a lot because I just don't think that Dwayne Haskins is there yet as a quarterback throwing the ball. Uh and then, yeah, all these picks are just great. Yeah, I like the Z pick particularly. Um, Atlanta's defense looked, you know, shoddy as ever, which is kind of typical of them early in the year. Uh, it's expensive, but I think that they're going to look to establish that early, kind of get Dak with the play action going. Um, I, I'd be shocked if Zeke didn't find the end zone at least once this week, probably twice. Um, the Gibson one, I'm a little – I mean – Gibson definitely looked better in the passing game than Barber did. Um, you know, they, they threw a couple swing routes to him last week against the Eagles. Um, he broke a couple loose, so he definitely has the big playability. Um, I just think Washington's offense is terrible, but, um, you know, he's probably going to get most of the load too. Um, and, you know, at that price, it's, it's worth a flyer. Yeah. Um, uh, he's more of a flyer pick at, at, his, at his price. Um. Uh, all right, let's move on to receivers. Uh, Morris will swing back your way. Um, high guy, low guy, guy in the middle. What you got? High guy. Uh, your boy Dom Devonte Adams, eighty one hundred. <laughs> um, I mean, my God, like, I mean, I've loved Devonte for years. I mean, that's not you know breaking news or anything. I mean, he's been one of the best receivers in the league for a couple years now, but it's kind of always been. You know, he's been acknowledged amongst the best, but sort of underrated amongst the best, if that makes any sense. Like, 
he's not one of the first that comes to mind, you know, before you think of Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Julio, et cetera. And I think Devontae is firmly in that class, man. This could be kind of his breakout onto the scene. I'm the best in the league. I'm the best receiver in the league type of year. I mean, holy smoke, he was everywhere. I mean, if, if Rodgers is going to be MVP Rodgers again, Adams could have one of those, you know, in his prime Jordy Nelson-esque seasons. Um, and going up against Detroit, who definitely can, is a little bit leaky back there in the secondary. I um, mean, we saw Mitch in the, in the freaking Bears offense get on a roll in the fourth yeah. quarter and come back from 17 down. Um, so it's at home. It's at Lambeau. Again, no fans. But I still think the home field actually is going to matter a little bit in terms of travel, in terms of, you know, the home team playing, you know, in a familiar setting in their own stadium. Um, and, I, and I just think Adams is going to be – I think he's going to be a monster this year, especially early on while he's healthy. Um, and I, th- I don't trust Detroit back there, especially after what I saw on Sunday. Um, I think Adams is going to have another field day. Um, my second guy, I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. I know he's been in the news a lot this week for the contract drama and everything. Um, I actually think that works in his favor now this week. I think it seems like they've got it resolved. Um, the Giants' past events has been shoddy for years. Clearly showed, showed no signs of uh, improving on Monday night against Pittsburgh um, as Big Ben and, and that receiving core was kind of firing on all cylinders as that game wore on. Um I think Robinson, you know, obviously didn't have a great week one. There's the contract drama. I think they kind of make a concerted effort to come out this week, get him the ball, get him going early, um, hit him on a few big plays against that, that you know, very suspect Giants secondary. And I think it's 6,400. I think that's definitely a good, uh, a modest play this week. Um, and my last guy, I'm going to go with CD, who, you know, we had last week, um, didn't find the end zone. And I think like five catches or 60 yards looked decent. Um, honestly, I thought kind of looked – like the most impressive out of all of Dallas's receivers. Um, they kind of targeted him the most too. He was definitely very heavily involved. And we saw what Atlanta's, you know, defense was doing uh, both against the run and the pass last week. They, I mean, I think they gave up, didn't, uh, I mean, yeah, DK, um, who else? yeah, Lockett. I mean, they all had huge days. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think CD could, I think he finds the end zone this week. Um, and at 4,700, I'm surprised he's that low, honestly, after kind of, you know, being – he was so heavily involved in week one. I mean, they lost Jarwin too. And I guess that they just like Cooper and Gallup better right now. But I think CD could emerge as maybe the best receiver on this team. And I think 4,700 is a steal going up against the bad defense. Yeah, so I love Devontae Adams' pick, obviously. There's – I'm not even going to explain why I like it. Just <laughs> – I like it. Um, <laughs> Allen Robinson, I do not like that pick. Uh, solely because it seems like Mitch is, like, allergic to throwing him the ball. Yeah. I mean, over the last few years with Allen Robinson on the team, he just hasn't gotten the ball. And he's a playmaker and clearly can be one of the top receivers in the in the NFL year after year. And Mitch doesn't get him the ball. Uh, I know the Giants suck on defense, but I would, I'm staying away from Allen Robinson at 6,400. And I'll actually tell you one of my picks who you should pick this week uh, at 6,400. Uh, and then uh, who's your other? C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb, yeah, I, I like that pick. I think as the weeks go on, he's just going to get more and more involved in the offense, especially a Mike McCarthy type offense where, you know, he loves to throw the ball, obviously. And uh, I don't know he's at, as long as he stays under, I would say under 5,500, I would pick him every week the Cowboys play because he's just going to get you points and he'll find the end zone eventually. Um, so this week for me, my, my first pick is this is my higher pick, uh, but he's probably on the lower spectrum of the higher picks is Calvin Ridley uh, for the Falcons. 6,800 is priced at. He went off against the Seahawks this past week. And Dallas, you know, Jared Goff on, and the Rams, they, they threw the ball against Dallas pretty well uh, for the most part. And I think Calvin Ridley can go off this week for the Falcons again, especially against that Dallas defense. Uh, so I will look at him as a pick for this week. Uh, this is the pick I would have instead of Allen Robinson. It's Robert Woods, who I think is going to establish himself uh, as – right now as the first wide receiver uh, for the Rams. I think Jared Goff loves him still. Um, I was kind of suspect last week with picking him or having him in any type of fantasy lineup because of the return of Cooper Cup, and you know, now he's healthy all, you know, all the way. But it seems like Robert Woods just went you – know, he went off last week against Dallas, and I expect him to do the same against the, the Eagles this week. And, and the Eagles, you, know, you can talk more about that, Morris, but I was not <laughs> impressed with the way um, – they played against the Washington football team and I haven't been impressed in a while and I'm done picking them. Uh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And then uh, my next pick is at $5,000. It's Darius Slayton of the Giants. Um, 
I think he's going to be the beneficiary of a lot of targets based off of that Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard are both healthy. And they're going to get the primary targets, but Darius Slayton is going to find himself getting probably five to seven targets a game. And he's going to, you know, he catches the ball. When he's thrown the ball, he catches it. You know, had obviously a big game against the Steelers defense on Monday night. And I would, I don't expect him to slow down at all. Uh, Daniel Jones seems like he can throw the ball a little bit. Uh, and I really do like Darius Slayton as a lower tier wide receiver this week. All right. So, um, yeah, Slayton, uh, go back to him. He, he's going to be a solid receiver this week um, at $5,000. Probably needs uh, 12 and a half points PPR wise to get his value. And I think he could do it. Um, the Bears scare me a little bit, but not enough where I would completely shy off of Slayton. Um, I do feel like because of recency bias, a lot of people are going to have Slayton in their lineup as their under-the-radar guy. So that's a reason why I might shy away from him. But if you're confident in him getting that 12.5 points, um, he's definitely not a bad play. Bobby Woods, just a PBR machine. Um, he's going to be a guy that we mentioned probably week in, week out for the rest of the year. Can't hate that play ever. I mean, last year we had him in our lineup like nine times. Um, guy's a machine. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to be the Chris Godwin of yesteryear. Um, you know, take you know, he's going to be that number two guy that ends up being a one A. Um, Julio is still great, obviously, but Ridley's right there, man. And Matt Ryan loves throwing to him. So, and also, I also think the Falcons' offense is going to be great for the entire year. Their defense is going to let up points. They're going to be throwing all damn game. I mean, Matt Ryan threw for four hundred fifty fucking yards. Last week, you know, like it, it's just going to keep happening and really is going to be a, a big beneficiary of all of that. And then I'll just start with my receivers because I have the same two re- top receivers as Morris. I have Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson. Um, my point for Allen Robinson is that, you know, Tom, you said Mitch doesn't get him the ball, but he did have nine targets. I would say five of those targets were real crappy, um, you know, just because Mitch threw him the ball. But, uh, <laughs> Nine targets is nine targets, and going up against the Giants, like Morris pointed out, I mean, the Giants can't stop a freaking nosebleed. I mean, Deontay Johnson and Juju just did whatever they wanted last on Monday, um, and I think Allen Robinson is going to come in fired up. Mitch Trubisky is going to be like, damn, th- please don't trade away my top receiver. Here's 12 targets. Yeah, so that's what I'm that, saying. That's why I like Robinson, um, and I'm going to play him. And then Devontae Adams, there's just no need to really talk about him. He had 17 freaking targets last week, and it's just absurd. Yeah. Um, he's an absurd football player. Arguably top three wide receivers in football for sure. Um, and then my under-the-radar guy is Paris Campbell. Um, yeah. 4,500, could possibly pair him with Rivers. Um, nine targets in week one. Um, and going back to those Packers receivers, I mean, Lazard and MVS as the two and three options for Green Bay kind of went off against Minnesota. And Paris Campbell's seen as that number two option right now in Indianapolis. So at 4,500 with nine targets, I really like that play this week. I actually love all of our plays this week, honestly. I don't really have many retorts towards anyone. I love Ridley. I love Campbell, like you said, Tino. Um, I think he's going to really emerge, um, especially this week going up against Minnesota. I also have him on my fantasy team, so that's partly a rooting interest for me. But I do like him. Um, and then who are the other ones you said, Dom? I, I liked all the ones you said pretty much. Uh, Ridley. Ridley, I like, yes. Sl- Slayton and Woods. Slayton, I love, honestly. I, this week is – I, I kind of share Tino's concern a little bit about this week, but I do – you know, it's recency bias. The Bears defense is pretty stingy in the passing game. Um, but I think he's their number one guy, um, and I really liked him last year. Obviously, busted loose for a big touchdown on Monday night. I think he's kind of going to emerge as, as their number one receiver um, and, and have more good weeks than bad. So, especially at the price, I mean, it's not even that, you know, he's not that highly priced. I think it's going to, you know, it's going to take a little time for maybe him to get a little bit more respect um, in terms of the DraftKings pricing. But, you know, get him a little bit, get, get him get him in more while he's, while he's at a modest and cheaper price. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think he's the number one option in, for the Giants. Um, he, I mean, last year I picked him up towards the end of the season and he won me fantasy games, like, you know, three out of the, you know, four weeks that I played him because he just went bananas. Um, you know, he is kind of boom or bust. He had a lot of two touchdown games last year. Again, he had two touchdowns Monday night. So 
we'll see how that plays out for the rest of this season. But I do think he's going to be a guy that gets six to seven targets, which is going to be huge for him. Um, and Daniel Jones obviously has some sort of connection with him. So yeah. you, you got you to like that going forward at least. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, good, good receiving plays this week for sure. Um, I feel like last week we pretty much did real, real well with receivers and we'll try to keep that up. All right. Let's move on to a position that is going to be a little sketchy all year. Um, we'll move on to Dom. Uh, so, you know, one tight end that's possibly out this week, George Kittle. Um, and then, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to do well every week, but um, we're going to try to get that guy that's under the radar. Um, Dom, who, who's the guy that you're looking at in that type of tier this week? I'm looking at Denver Broncos and Noah Fant. Uh, I know they're going up against Pittsburgh. He's at 4,400 Noah Fant, by the way. Uh, I know they're going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, but if you look at what the Giants did with, Pitts, with the Steelers' defenses, Evan Ingram got targeted a lot. Uh, I think he had seven or eight targets. He only caught the ball twice, but he was targeted a lot. Uh, I think Drew Locke does the same this week. Noah Fant was obviously one of his favorite targets this past Monday night against the Titans. It is Locke season, uh, and it would only be it would only be uh, better if Noah Fant was a beneficiary of a lot of targets from Drew Locke. Uh, this past Monday night, he had six targets, caught five balls, 81 yards, and a touchdown. And I expect to see him, you know, much like we uh, talked about TJ Hawkinson last week, right? Is can he put it together week by week? And I think TJ Hawkinson can do it. And I think his counterpart from the University of Iowa uh, can also do it this week against the Steelers. Yeah, um, I like Fan. I mean, he was kind of the number one guy there on Monday night. He looked really good. Looked like he grew a lot in year two. Looked fast too, and you could see the size. Um, I do like that play a lot. Um, you know, we'll see about with Pittsburgh's defense. It, it is a little tough. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be particularly tough to throw on the outside more against them. Um, I think the lock, you know, as he kind of did on Monday night, he kind of looked to fan a lot as, you know, kind of his, his check down, opt out route. Um, and I think you could see more of that, especially this week and early on in the year. Um, my guy, I'm going to go with someone who's priced just a little bit, just a tad below fan. I like Johnny Smith this week at 4,200. Um, had a touchdown on Monday night. I really liked him last year. He kind of emerged um, as sort of a hybrid, you know, He's a tight end, but they kind of use him in all sorts of goofy ways to line him up in the backfield. Um, you know, he's he's not like the biggest guy, but he's really quick. He's versatile, kind of that Swiss Army knife type. Um, and going up against Jacksonville, who, you know, like we said, they, they gave up a ton of yards on Sunday. You know, the Colts were shooting themselves in the foot a ton of, you know, most of the time down there in the red zone. Uh, but they were able to move the ball. Um, and like we said, you know, we liked Tannehill this week. Um, and I, I think that I think Tennessee is going to move the ball up and down the field all day on them. Um, they have a couple of of um of tight ends there they like to use. Ferkser, um, what's his name? Pruitt scored a touchdown too on Monday night. Um, but I think Smith's the best of them. I think they use him in you know in the most variety of ways. Um, and I think it is priced this week. I think he uh, I think he could have another big week. All right, so out of those two, I would probably side with you, Morris, on Jonu Smith. It's not – I actually like Fant as a player bet, uh, more. Um, and he's someone that I'm going to seek out for the rest of the season. But I'm just going to shy away of playing uh, anybody against the Steelers, really. Um, I mean, they just look scary as a defense. And I'm going to shy away for now until they prove otherwise that they, you know, they're not good. But I'm going to see them as a great and elite defense all year. Um, my guy is way, way under the radar. Uh, he goes by the name of Dan Arnold, $3,300 against Washington. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like that Arnold. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he's, you're paying pennies for him at 3,300. He outsnapped the other tight end, Max Williams last week, uh, by a few snaps. Um, he's their pass catching threat. He's a red zone threat. Um, I mean, Washington, you know, couldn't guard Goddard really or, or Ertz for the most part. Um, so I think $3,300, I mean, there's no risk to it. You know, if he scores a touchdown, I mean, I, I, you know, he, he's going to help you win a lot of money if he scores a touchdown because you're going to be able to pay up for both Devontae Adams and Zeke or maybe even, who, you know, you're going to be able to pay up for other guys if you spend $3,300 at, at tight end. So I'm, I'm going to take the shot this week at Dan Arnold. 
I was going to say the one the one thing the Eagles the offense did well was worth the tight ends. Um, so I, I like that that aren't that Arnold. Right, it's not Darnold. Like Dan Arnold, it just makes me want to say Darnold every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like the I like him at the price this week for sure. Yeah, I definitely like him too, uh, especially for the reason that you'll definitely be able to buy up at which at receiver, which seems to be you know a big position this week, a lot of big matchups. Uh, so definitely consider it. All right, let's move on to defense, and and we'll make it quick. I'll start. Uh, I got Rams twenty eight hundred against your Eagles, Morris. Oh, man, don't do it to me. I mean, how do how could I not? I know, I know. It's, um, not, the, it's yeah. not the talent; it's just the O line, man. The O line's banged up. Yeah, no, you're right. Donald and Aaron, Aaron Donald is just going to have his way. So twenty eight hundred, at least one or two fumbles and a pick. That I got the Rams defense twenty eight hundred. I'm going to go with the Giants at 2,400. Oh. Uh, oh. The, I know a lot of that. The Bears don't impress me. I, and, I hear you, but oh, man. And I think, you know, this is just one of those, like, hey, just throw one out there, see what happens, go buy up at other positions, and I'm like the Giants this week against the Bears. Okay. Okay, yeah. I see I see that reasoning. Yeah. Mitch is, you know, you can always bank on Mitch to do something stupid, so I get it. Um, I'm going with Arizona, a little bit higher price, 3,000. I just think Washington, I think that offense was so bad last week, and the Eagles just completely gave it to them. I mean, they couldn't do anything. I mean, McLaren didn't even really get involved. I mean, Haskins looked like he was, you know, starting his first game of his career all over again after kind of showing, showing some signs at the end of last year. Um, Arizona, while they're not, you know, they're not just going to straight up stop you the whole time. They, they can force some turnovers, um, and I think they'll definitely bait Haskins into some bad decisions. On Sunday, yeah, uh, I guess I would go with Arizona over the Giants. I mean, <laughs> God, <laughs> Not the, the Giants, dude. The I mean, Giants. I know. It's hey, hey, I I said the Bengals one time last year, and what happened? The Bengals came out like twelve points. Look, my 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 opinion on defenses is you never pay high for defenses. You always pay low and hope for the best. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I just don't know. Dude, I mean. God, they look miserable. I mean, they are miserable. They're worse than a Jets defense. Like they are. Ah, uh, it right. can never stop the pass. Like they just, I don't. I mean, Landon Collins is well, not Landon Collins, but when he was there too, like uh, they just they have like some names back there. You know, they had Janoris Jenkins too, but they just get smoked deep all the time. They can't cover anybody. Hey, let me see Mitch throw a deep ball once and yeah, completed, that's, that's and, then, and then and then I'll uh, yeah. and then I'll consider changing the pick. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Those are our DraftKings plays for week two of the NFL season. Um, on Sunday, we will put out, we will put our plays plus the um, Sunday night football captains plays uh, during the day on Sunday before prior to the game. Um, all right. Let's move on to picks against the spread. Um, like I mentioned, you know, earlier, Dobbs in the lead with 12 picks. Correct. I currently have 10. Morris has nine. Um, all right. Thursday night football. We got a doozy in the AFC North. Uh, both 0-1 football teams. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cleveland is a six-point favorite, Morris. Who you got? I like the Browns to cover by a hair. Browns by a touchdown. Um, I think they bounce back a little bit this week. I got the Bengals. Um I think it's a close one, and I think the Bengals may lose this game, but they definitely cover. Who they going to beat them Bengals? Oh. I got them. <laughs> no, the, I think the Browns win, but the, the Bengals are going to cover. It's going to be a gross football game, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Giants-Bears. Bears are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears. I don't feel great about it. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bears, probably to barely cover. I'm going to go with the Bears uh, to cover. So you think it's going to be a low-scoring game if you, if you got the Bears <laughs> covering and the Giants defense playing well? Yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. I got the Giants covering. Um, that's going to be a gross game, too. Jesus. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at Dallas. Dallas is 
a four and a half point favorite. Kind of surprised the spread's not higher. Um, I don't know if it's an indictment of, of Dallas, you know, Vegas not liking them as much, or maybe they, they see something in Atlanta with that offense, even though they lost last week. Um, I'm going to go with Dallas. I think they bounce back strong this week. They have a big offensive performance in the cover. I'm going to go with Dallas this week. All right, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Don't know why they bone me every week. but I'm Whoever loses to... that is 0-2 also. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, Detroit at Green Bay. Dom, uh, Green Bay's six-point favorites. Green Bay wins this game. Uh, they definitely cover, and I would like to think this game is closer than it might be because it is the Lions. They usually play the, the Lions usually play the Packers tough. Uh, but I think this week, home opener, I think the Packers may blow them out. I'm going to go Detroit. Packers win, but I, like you said, Don, I, the, the Lions always play them tough. Um, I still like Stafford. Green Bay's defense, I still don't really trust, even though their offense looked great. Um, I think the Packers win, but the Lions cover. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay cover. Um, all right, moving on to Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee is a nine-point favorite at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought the Jags were going to get smoked last week, and that clearly didn't happen. They won. Um, I'm going to pick against them again this week. I think Tennessee's much better. Uh, it's a home game, too. You know, Jacksonville, we didn't point out, was the lone team on Sunday to have fans in the crowd. So maybe that had a little impact. Um, I think away from that this week, they get smoked. I like the Titans to cover. Yeah, I also like the Titans, too. I have Jacksonville covering the nine points. I just feel like that's a lot for a divisional game. All right. Um, Minnesota at Indianapolis. The Colts are three-point favorites here, Morris. A little surprise this isn't more. Um, I guess, you know, Colts didn't look too good last week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. I mean, we were riding them pretty hard on the, on the podcast here. Um, I didn't like what I saw from Minnesota at all, and I still like the Colts um, to make the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Colts to win and cover. I'm going to go with the Vikings this week. Uh, I think they're still going to put up a lot of points, uh, and I think they definitely cover this game. I don't know if they'll win it, but I do feel like it would be a close win for the Colts if they do win. Yeah, I feel like this has like 28-27 written all over it. Um, I'm going to roll with Minnesota here to cover at least. All right, moving on to Buffalo, Miami. Um, Buffalo is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Miami. Oh, I feel like I'm taking all the favorites this week. I don't feel great about it. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Um, they kind of hung in the game there last week. They ended up not covering against the Pats. Um, I think that I think they actually could win this game. You know, the Bills look look good, but you know, kind of wavered a little bit as that game went on. Um, I don't know who wins, but I think Miami covers that five and a half. I'm going to go with the Bills this week. Yeah, I also have Buffalo to cover. Uh, I just think the Jets are better than the Dolphins, so I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm probably wrong. Um, AFC is right. <laughs> what's going on there. It's kind of tough to figure out right now. No idea what's going on. Still trying um, to get Cam in a, Pats, in a Pats uniform. Yeah. All right, moving on to those Jets. Uh, Niners at the Jets. The Niners are seven-point favorites down the road. Jesus Christ. Um, I got to take my Jets to cover. I doubt it happens, but I'm going to take them. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going Niners, too. I think the Niners bounce back big this week. It's a smart pick. <laughs> uh, all right, Rams, Eagles. Ugh. Uh, originally, the Eagles were favorited minus one, but now the Rams are minus one. So we'll go with Rams minus one, Morris. Wish I didn't have to talk about this. You know what? I'm going with the Birds this week. I cursed them last week. I went against them, um, even if I'm not feeling it. We are getting a little healthier. Lane Johnson, Miles Sanders back, maybe Derek Barnett too. Um, Lane and, and Miles particularly, that'll help the running game a ton. That'll help the, the pass protection a ton um, going against that vaunted front of the Rams. Um, I don't see a start knowing too. I think that uh, I think the Eagles win the game this week. Uh, I'm going with the Rams and the Rams to win big. God, everyone's ready to just write the Eagles off. I'm going with the Rams. It's not big, uh, but the, I think the Rams are going to win the game. Um and I think the Eagles for the rest of the season are going to be a football team that has a chance to make the playoffs and probably could make the playoffs. So I'm not going to write them off, but I do think the Rams 
are better than people thought going into the year. Yeah. Um, all right. Denver at Pittsburgh. I feel like this spread is kind of high for me. Pittsburgh is seven and a half point favorite. I'm going with Pittsburgh. It is a little high. Um, I think Drew Locke against that defense could be, I know, I know that's your boy Dom, but um, I think it could be in for a long day this week, a rude awakening. Um, and I think Pittsburgh is really good. I think they're a sleeper in the AFC. I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm going with the Broncos to cover, but lose the game. Yeah. Denver covers what they lose. I think it's going to be kind of like a similar to the Titans game, just a defensive battle um, with a couple of good plays by both quarterbacks. Um, so I like Denver to cover seven and a half. It's just too high for me. Um, all right. Carolina, Tampa Bay should be a shootout. Um, but they have Tampa Bay favored by nine Ooh, against man. the Panthers. That's high for me. That's too high. Um, Panthers offense looked actually good last week. Bridgewater looked good. McCaffrey, obviously they can't stop anyone, uh, but they got a decent, decent offense and Brady, you know, I mean, I still think they're going to be good, but they got to work out some kinks there. Um, I do think the Bucks win, but but nine's too high. I think the Panthers cover. I also think the Panthers cover. Uh, I wasn't very impressed with the Buccaneers against the Saints uh, this past week. I mean, I hate Brady, but <laughs> um, you know, I think the Panthers cover. Yeah, me too. Clean sweep with the Panthers. That's sketchy, but um, all right. Moving on to Washington versus the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Feed me the Cardinals. I think this is a blowout. Lock of the week. I'm, I'm claiming this. I think Washington's awful. Well, since Morris took them as lock of the week, uh, maybe I should switch my pick. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going Cardinals. I'm going with Washington. Wow. I think they're, uh, I'm, I think they're better than you think. Ugh. I'll probably be wrong about this one, too. <laughs> um all right, Kansas City against the Chadges. Kansas City is a nine-point favorite on the road. Jesus. That's high. Um, this is a tough one, too. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think that the Chargers, their defense is a little stingy. I, offensively, they're kind of challenged. Chiefs defense is still decent. Um, and I think they'll score enough to cover that spread. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I am going with the Chiefs this week. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs too. Um, yeah, I just think they're too good. Um, and the Chargers, they're not going to be able to score. Uh, they stink on yeah, offense. Score. I mean, they couldn't score against the Bengals. I don't, I don't know. Um, all right, moving on to Baltimore against Houston. Uh, Baltimore is a seven-point favorite on the road against Houston. This is also a little high for me. I think Baltimore wins, but I don't think they cover that spread. I think Houston will come out, um, play with some passion after, you know, starting 0-1. Um, I think they could score a little bit on Baltimore, but uh, I think Lamar's too much to stop. Yeah, Baltimore wins, but Houston covers. I think that's a one-possession game. Uh, I think the Ravens might blow out the Texans, just similarly like the Chiefs did this past week. I'm taking the yeah. Ravens. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens as well. Um they're just much better, I think. Um, should have traded your number one receiver, Bill O'Brien, but <laughs> for another day. Um, <laughs> all right, New England against Seattle. I think this could be a good football game. Um, I originally wrote them at three-and-a-half-point favorites, but Seattle is now a four-point favorite. Morris, what you got? Uh, I'm going Seattle. Um, Pats look decent. Cam looked pretty good last week. I think going up all the way to the Pacific Northwest. Um, I think the Seahawks are, are really good, and I think um, their defense will play even better this week. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. I'm actually going to go with the Patriots. Um, I just – I mean, I hate the Seahawks, but I would like to see the Patriots start off well to the Cam Newton era. Dom, you literally hate, like, every NFC team yeah. ever. <laughs> the, the 49ers, the Seahawks, yeah. and – NFC North. The whole and, NFC West is just the, the Packers kryptonite and the demons in the playoffs. Over there. Oh, the, the Cardinals. Cardinals, too. I was going to say. The Cardinals uh, yeah. have gotten you guys worse than anyone. Over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Um, I like them this year. I, I mean, Russell Wilson is absurd. Um, all right, final game, Monday Night Football. John Gruden against Sean Payton. The Saints are six-point favorites on the road in Vegas. We got worse. Uh, 
I think it's a little high, actually. The Saints' offense didn't really impress me all that much against the Bucs. Um, Oakland's offense looked good. Oakland's going to be Vegas. Wow, it's going to take a while to adjust all this. Um, I think the Saints win, but I think Vegas covers that spread. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Saints win, but Vegas covers, so I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, I think the Saints win by a pure touchdown plus extra point. So take the Saints minus six. They win by seven. Um, I feel like it's a very accurate spread for me. Yeah, right there. probably is. Probably um, is. So, all right, you both got Vegas. All right, well, that wraps up picks against the spread. Um, hopefully after this week, Dom will not be in the lead, and <laughs> I will be. Uh, well, I feel like I took some teams that you guys just didn't. So, yeah, it, could, it, it could be really lopsided for me if it goes the wrong <laughs> way. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like what ten s sixteen is pretty good. Nine s sixteen, yeah, a little more than fifty percent, I guess. Dom, that's a good percentage right there. Twelve out of sixteen, so not too my, shabby, dude. It showed in my DraftKings account this week. I'll tell you that. You won money. All right. Well, that concludes this week's podcast for Week Two DraftKings plays and picks against the spread. I want to remind you to visit us at JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog as well as subscribe to our newsletter that comes out every Tuesday morning, roughly around 6.30 a.m. Great with a cup of coffee, read through, watch a couple of videos. Uh, it's usually a podcast link on there um, that we like. And it's, it's good stuff every Tuesday morning. It's free. You know, subscribe to it. If you hate it, just unsubscribe. Not a big deal. Um, follow us on Twitter, at PlaySneaky. And just like last week on Sunday mornings, we will give you value plays of the week, locks of the week, and Sunday night football captains plays of the week. Um, yeah, and we'll be here week in, week out, ready to win you some money. See you next week, week three. Later.